when he say when he give the taxonomy, he give like Latin name. This the the genus is Caffia, the species is Arabica, and then the variety Tibica. Mm-hmm. And when he called Caffia Arabica, he give the uh, like what does it mean? They said the Arabic jasmine with laurel leaf, the bean of which we call Caffia. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode three of a five-part series of a fascinating conversation that we're having about the history of coffee. Um, Muhammad, today we're going to talk about where does the name Arabica come from and when was Kenefra, or as most people call it, Robusta, when was it discovered? So over to you. Tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Arabica name is come from when um, Carl Bolinet put the taxonomy, how we name things. Mm-hmm. And he's, we still use it until now. We study it in Zurich University and all the coffee history, all people, uh, even on the coffee brand. They bought like a hierarchy, how mm-hmm. the, we name the species and variety. They start from kingdom, plant or plantae, then they start film, then we have uh, the class, which angiosperma, which is the coffee uh, that's um, the coffee which give a fruit, let us mm-hmm. say. And then go back another level to um, uh, family. Then after family, they have genus. The genus they call genus is kafia. Mm-hmm. Then after genus, they call species. They At the time when they, they say species was only Arabica, they got kafia, then Arabica. Mm-hmm. And then they get another uh, hierarchy is uh, the variety. When we have variety, they get tebica. Was right. At the time only Tebica, okay? And then after that, I think was Bourbon, Tebica and Bourbon. This is the mean, even Bourbon has come from Tebica. We will talk about it. It's a mutation though, right? Folks, our first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, is now available for you to learn at your own pace for just 50 euros, and it comes with a certificate upon completion. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash workshops or click the link in the show notes for more details. Support this podcast by supporting our sponsors. Yeah, when he say, when he give the taxonomy, he give like Latin name, This the, the genus is Caffia, the species is Arabica, and then the variety Tibica. Mm-hmm. And when he called Kathy Arabica, he gave the, uh, like, what does it mean? They said the Arabic jasmine with laurel leaf, the bean of which we call coffee. Okay. And now when we make cupping for the coffee during Q grader, like when we cup coffee from Ethiopia, if the coffee gets floral like jasmine, Mm. Oh, wow, this is very good, high quality. And even the name, when he gave it in 1700, 1750 or 1760, when he gave the name, they come because there are no coffee on the world, only from the Arabic Peninsula. And when he gave, right. described the coffee, say Arabic jasmine with laurel leaf, the coffee with the, the beans of which we call coffee. Then the this name was only people knows the coffee Arabica. That's why when the coffee planted in the Asia, they call Arabigo. Some they call Kayako. Some they call, they give local name. But that means it's the only coffee with ordinary coffee, which we call it Tibica. Mm-hmm. Okay? The Tibica was only the, 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 the coffee or the tree was in uh, Arabic Venezuela and with the some kind of uh, property like the leaves, the nodes, and the fruit, all these coming with the friendship. Then... 
after that, when they take the coffee from Yemen planted in Brazil, mm-hmm. and the town is called Margojibe or Magijibe, the mm-hmm. coffee mutated and become more bigger and giant or They're elephant. Huge bean. beans. And, yeah, huge beans. That's their, they, but it's Tibica, uh-huh. same property, same taste profile. They call Margojibe, and they give the name in Brazil Margojibe. Okay. And when they planted, when they planted in like um, Hawaii, they give it name Ken, or uh, I think uh, Ken, or uh, what's the other name? In India, they give different name. In uh, Indonesia, they give Boring Dal because it's like the name like uh, valley and mountain. They oh, give okay. different name, but all yeah, but all names has come to Tibica coffee, and and. Until 1897, mm. look, from 16 to 1897, the Louis Payer was on the visit to Gabon, mm-hmm. and he gave this, discovered the Robusta or Canifora coffee. And then they come in. Second species we call Robusta or Canifora. That means 200 years they are only Arabica, and then they come Canifora on 1897. And when they discovered the canifora, then they take it from Gabon and they plant it in West Africa, like Tanzania, Uganda, all these places. And then mm-hmm. they take it from there, they plant it in Vietnam as well. Now Vietnam, the big producer of canifora coffee yeah. as well. Yeah. We And when they make a study as well to know what other species available, because the coffee arabica was in danger, they find, recommend, they, they documented about 125 species. They find like Liberca species, Arabica species, uh, Arabica canifora is the biggest. Then they find now most probably Liberca, Aeogenides, Stinifola, and there are about 125, 126 species. Species. But the only, yeah, species. Yeah, the only species consumable and drinkable and have a good taste and we can trade as Arabica and canifora. And right now, a little bit Eugenides and Liberca. Only four species. That's why they call wow. Arabica endangered, you know? And, 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 Endogenous. And yeah, no, it, it's really very, very endangered. dangerous because, yeah, endangered because you know, climate change. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's an endangered species. Are, yeah, endangered species. And, you know, there are what the replacement of right. Arabica. That's why. Rob, robusta come and robusta quality the drinking or the taste of the taste of robustas you know is not like as arabica and there are some mutation cross hybridation between arabica and uh canifora they call katimur yeah. and they, they make a lot of uh, yeah and then uh there are uh try really to find in, in kew garden in london try to plant liberca and give some kind of a process to go have a good quality because even the taste profile they planted in the Philippines, I think. And I think Sasha says this, they make some of process carbon moderation or some process to give it more really good, good taste. Right. Or to say but you have to mess good. with that coffee to get the kind of flavor that you want. You know, something that I saw a lot of in Hawaii when I was recently there is that they're yeah. using a different rootstock uh, so they'll use the Liberica rootstock or they'll use um, a Eugenoides rootstock. I know that they're doing stuff like that in India. As they're trying to find an alternative for Robusta uh, and for Arabica because the while the fruit from, let's say, um, 
Liberica isn't that fantastic. But as a rootstock, it's fantastic because while Robusta is quite shallow in, in the way that the roots spread out, but that means that it needs a lot more water. Whereas with Liberica and with other varietals, their roots go deep into the ground. And so because of that, they're more stable plants to be grafted onto. So they'll graft a... Um, a gesha on there, or they'll graft a, a pacamara or a tipica, they'll graft onto the rootstock of something more stable than Arabica um, or Robusta so that they can start to see if they can go from F1 to F2 and further, like to see if they can get to the F6. Uh, for anyone who's wondering what the F means, it's just the generation uh, in genetic speak. So this is really interesting what's going on with regards to the way that they're trying to meet um, the endangerment of Arabica, as you were talking about, with regards to the current climate issues that we've got. Uh, because I'm not sure that robust is going to be the solution because it requires so much water. And that's a part of the problem with climate change, right? Yes. And even if I can say to you one thing, before yes, 1985, before 1985, was no coffee production in Vietnam as a mass production. Just really? from 1985 till now, yeah, from 1985 till now, Vietnam take over 40% of coffee consumption of the, from um, and most of the coffee robusta come from Vietnam. They take it for the instant soluble coffee, coffee right? or yeah. for instant coffee. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, right now. And and right, there are good quality. Or there are fine cup of robusta. They try to put like SCA, the Arabica uh, specialty coffee. They fine cup of robusta. And uh, I have a friend, uh, Q Grader, and specialize in robusta. They say to me they are really good quality of mm. um, on robusta. They try to improve and they try to. To, to, to have as a replacement, but like Arabica until now, no, like uh, Bobon or the uh, Geisha or uh, the fruity, sweet, uh, no. with the really complex taste that you can't find no. it really similar. Yeah. I tasted, I moderated a panel at World of Coffee Dubai earlier this year with producers from Ghana. And Ghana is trying really, really hard to grow a lot of Robusta. They have a, a, a an emerging market in Robusta over in Ghana. And i got to say, it was some of the best Robusta I've tasted so far. It was really delicious. It had, it was starting to evolve a bit of a complex um, flavor profile. So I think that they, you know, they may be onto something there. If people do get the chance to taste Ghanaian coffee, do yourself a favor and taste it. It's actually quite delicious. Um, so tell tell us, is there anything else that we need to know about um, the name of Arabica or how or about Canephra, or shall we go on to the next episode? Are we, we ready for the next episode? episode? Okay, perfect, folks. In the next episode, we're going to talk about how coffee was first prepared and consumed. This is. Both of us being Arabs, it, it's really fun to hear these stories for me because it wasn't until I started spending so much time in the Middle East that I started to realize how deeply steeped in our culture uh, coffee is. So I'm really excited about hearing these stories in the next episode. Peace, love, and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day, everyone. 
Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.